Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we talk about popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm a very, very convincing Russian accent. The most realistic Russian accent you've ever heard. Black Widow, available on Disney Plus and theaters as well, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm Alex. And I'm Britton, and this is super weird. We're all in the same room today. And uh, it's great to be back all uh, together again, together again, again, recording our podcast. But it's really weird uh, doing this show, being able to see you guys right here in the meat space, which is what I call my kitchen. I was wondering if that was kitchen or if that was like your term for reality. Well, I mean, as opposed to virtual space. Oh, oh listen, it gets the real. Space. Hey, in my kitchen, it's always real. I was also going to say it could potentially be a softball pitch for an alternate podcast name. That's true. Meat Space. I <laughs> am happy to announce my new cooking show where I get so mad at all those amateurs <laughs> on Fox. Mm-hmm. News. It's <laughs> <laughs> your new uh, political cooking show. <laughs> yeah, we're making. You, um, you make meals based on today's. Let's talk events. about immigration while making souffles. <laughs> it's, it's called the Oligarchen. <laughs> we watched Shrek 2. We did watch Shrek yeah, 2. Yeah, we sure did watch Shrek 2. <laughs> From. Alex. You're really taking advantage of the echo. I really, really yeah. you know, making sure that that donkey, <laughs> donkey, 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 my swamp. We are recording this. We are recording this, as you may have guessed. We are recording this in the Alps. Yes, um, an, an amphitheater in the Alps. Uh, thank you to uh, our our agent Brian. <laughs> there are. Um, thousands of loyal listeners mm-hmm. in the audience here tonight. Thank you all for joining and for um, behaving yourselves and being. Yeah, well, you, we you really appreciate. We really appreciate how well you're following our cue cards. Uh, now, Tyler, if you inevitably add in some music, could be Counting Crows, could be Pete Yorn, or you could just go back to a Smash Mouth. Mm-hmm. Make sure to add some extra echo in there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Somebody, body, body. You might, you might say we're doing it live. We are doing it live. Um, let's talk about the Shrek Two things. I sure that do. You have on your phone, Alex. Sure. So Shrek Two from two thousand four, directed by Andrew Adamson, Kelly Asbury, and Conrad Vernon, has a eighty nine percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a sixty nine percent audience score. No, it doesn't. We did it. Is it my birthday? <laughs> does, it, does it really? Yeah, I know. I was kind of surprised when I saw that. But it makes Britain happy, so it, we're good. Oh. Yeah. Was that on... Did people orchestrate that? I, they, they must have done <laughs> did, Was that a thing in the inner... Was, did 4chan get a hold Look, of this? It does say there are 250,000 plus ratings. I think it was a very, very concentrated effort here. Sure. I have to... I'm, I'm literally texting this news to people because it's very important <laughs> to me. Anything can happen when we do it live, um, even though this is going to be recorded and uploaded later. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. The Counting Crows are well, here, ladies well, and gentlemen. Well, by that token, literally everything is done live. <laughs> like, In a way. Technically. Except that gets animation. When you consider the time span of the universe. That's um, true. <laughs> as I often do. Everything is basically is basically live as, as it happens. You know, the World War II 
live. That's true. I mean, compared to like relative to where we are, right? Versus, uh, you know, the Big Bang. Time like, is like you're in two paddle boats and you're uh-huh. hopping back and forth between. I mean, time travel. You're hop, like they're both happening concurrently. You just hop back and forth Con- between them. Current, concurrently, because the, there are currents mm-hmm. of time, and it's now. If this mm-hmm. is the conversation we're having during Shrek 2, I can only imagine Shrek 3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, best best and worst things. Does somebody want I'll, to... I'll go ahead and start. Do, do... I, I, I assume this will be the Tyler and Britton show for a while, so I'm just going to... I'll get my thoughts out of the way. Probably then... <laughs> good to cut that off yeah. uh, at the head like a like a waterfall in the stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, waterfalls always decapitating people. Waterfalls are wormholes in this metaphor. Um, <laughs> yeah, Alex. Now try to find something bad about Shrek too. Sure. Um, <laughs> I like the movie. Yeah. I think it, I think it's very good. I kind of prefer the first one. I don't know if it overall is a better film, um, but I think it, a lot of it had to do with uh, humor. Mm-hmm. Um, my best thing is going to be just continuing the character stuff, um, which is kind of surprising to say about Shrek, which has just become this this ongoing meme on the mm-hmm. internet um but actually going back to it, it it's interesting how it kind of just takes the uh kind of the natural conclusions for all the characters and it actually you know puts in the thought and effort to actually you know push them forward and say okay they've got their happily ever after but what if it's not forever what if they have to actually go and confront fiona's family because that's actually some natural world building of like oh she's a princess that means she's got to have a king and a queen for her parents um Princess, hey, princesses can be anyone. Don't let Alex <laughs> quell your dreams. Point sisters. being, Shrek having to prove himself and ultimately kind of combating, you know, do I become human? What does that mean? Uh, will Fiona accept me? You know, she says she does, but that's only when we're, you know, it's just the two of us. But like with all these other factors at play, how are we dealing with that? Um, I don't know. I like all that stuff. And then kind of introducing Prince Charming, <laughs> who is interesting um I, I do love the opening with him showing up uh to the castle um but i'm sure we can get into that um uh and then the fairy godmother i think i i really like that she's very different from lord farquaad in yeah. terms of an antagonist yeah um i would say an even better one <laughs> and and that is a problem we will get at least in the third film uh is just we're repeating stuff from previous movies instead of actually trying to push stuff forward so yeah mm-hmm. i have realized i genuinely like i'm pretty sure i saw shrek 3 in theaters when it first came out um and i i don't know that i remember any of it which probably means i'll start to watch it and be like oh no (laughs) uh yeah um so yeah i think in terms of just being a sequel i think it does a very good job kind of just naturally extending where the characters were and kind of evolving them yeah Uh, shrek extending but yes correct I think we're going to have to go to the judges on that one. Um, ooh, 7 out of 10. Oh, okay. well, well, I was hoping for a Shrix. You should have said 6.9. <laughs> ooh, out of 8 out of 10. <laughs> uh, my worst thing is going to be uh, the higher focus on topical humor mm. that is present in the film. I found that very distracting. I like that we basically make Far, Far Away Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of have some puns with, yeah. with some of the, the businesses that are around and kind of instead of Hollywood starlets, we have like, oh, Rapunzel's got her own little right, space right. and, you know, uh, all that stuff. Um, but then they just have like, 
just very weird thing. like just beyond just movie references because at the beginning there's a lord of the rings reference yeah there's a bunch of them at the and end. then there's a spider-man reference which to be fair they did a bit in the first movie like yeah, they yeah, do yeah, the yeah. um the uh motion control spin around fiona doing a kick like she's oh, in the matrix right, right, right. um well they do mission impossible in this one yeah with pinocchio but that's different because they just straight up use the mission impossible music sure sure and I found it just very distracting how, like, Joan Rivers is just in the movie. Yeah. And Shrek's sleeping in Fiona's, like, childhood bedroom, and he sees just a picture of Justin Timberlake. Right. Which is even weirder, because he ends up voicing a character in the third film. Yeah. So that's I mean, it's not, it's, and it's not literally Justin Timberlake, but it's that idea. It's it's Sir, it's Sir, Justin, Sir Justin. No, I know it's Justin Timberlake, but, but I'm saying he's not canonically he, Justin Timberlake. Right. Yeah, I just... A lot of that stuff, I, I feel like it, it just doesn't age super well yeah. because of that. It's just like, oh, this is from 2004. Which, I mean, the first film, in terms of like the music it uses and stuff, it is you know, it does, is of its time. But I feel like just within the actual story itself, it didn't, it, it, it didn't come off as distracting to me yeah. as it did with this one. Um, that's not to say that the movie isn't funny. I think the movie is genuinely hilarious in places. Um, the whole sequence where they're having dinner and Shrek and Fiona's father are just constantly having this stare down and things are escalating. Yeah. Um, I think all of that's really, really good. And Donkey is great as always. And Puss in Boots is delightful if uh, a little underutilized. Mm. So that is my worst <clears throat> thing. I like the movie. No, I, I completely agree because my – that's not my worst thing, but it, it almost was is that there are – and some of those – references i didn't really mind like there's a bit at the beginning of dinner shrek is seated there's it's he's framed he's seated under this giant like taxidermy eagle mm -hmm. which is clearly a psycho reference it's an owl and psycho but still i was like oh okay that's it that's cute but like i i think that the the trouble with that is one and, and fortunately it was ripping off the iconography of things that have stayed iconic mm -hmm. like the upside down spider-man kiss and the lord of the Rings. all of that still is recognizable but it, it wasn't like they were, I don't know, doing like a, a scene out of like Crash or something. Um, <laughs> but it, I think that when you try too hard to reference other iconography, all you're really doing is telling people we don't have our own thing going on. Right? Yeah. And Shrek does. But like, I remember having this complaint about Glee doing this mm. a lot in like what I saw of their second season where they would constantly just redo popular music videos and costumes. And it's like, well, great. Yeah, it is fun. To hear you guys do these songs, but like I like you. I want to see you. I want to see you reinterpret this music. I don't want to just see. I can watch that music video. I don't need to see you do it. Yeah. And similarly, it's like I can watch Spider Man. Like all I'm thinking about is Lord of the Rings and Spider Man. I'm not thinking about Shrek anymore. Yeah. My my actual worst thing, aside from there are some jokes that are have not have definitely not aged well in a yeah. different way that we'll talk about. Um, and maybe at the time weren't a great idea, but uh, is that Fiona is basically the MacGuffin. She's just kind of there she doesn't get a whole lot to do she's yeah she doesn't really have much of a say i mean she does have a say in things but like i i felt like the last movie utilized her a little bit better and i wanted to get something else out of her i don't know what specifically um i think my best thing is going to be that i just i did find it funny there are jokes that that worked for me and i think they it still manages to have some like clever jokes i can't think of any of them now but uh, well, except for at the be in seven minutes or so into the movie, when they have the the heralds come to their house to uh -huh. announce about, and one of the buglers just keeps going and like trying to solo, and he goes, "All right, Reggie." Well, that was funny because Reggie's a funny name to me. <laughs> um, and then there's 
probably something with the gingerbread man that made me kind of snort. Mm. Um, Which apparently I, I wanted to go back to my confusion in the last episode. Apparently I could not decipher the difference between gingerbread man and muffin man. <laughs> so now that has been fixed. Right. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other best thing is Puss in Boots because, come on, it's yeah. pretty great. No, um, what would you what would you say if I said my worst thing was Puss in Boots? <laughs> I'd say let's let's get real. Let's, let's do this. Get, you know, All right. Okay. No, I, I, um, I would say, are you ready for a spinoff? <laughs> let's have an honest conversation. What, what are you ready for Puss in Boots Shrek Origins? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is there is there a Puss in Boots movie? What we should make a note of that. Yeah, yeah so we idea. don't forget about it. Yeah, Boots. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I mean he's he's fun as a character. Um, I was struggling to figure out like, I think it's really the premise because the premise is that the the king who who is a frog goes to the bar, the seedy bar, which has a lot of fun little gags and, yeah. and uh, the rotten apple. Yeah, no, it's called the poison apple, isn't it? Is because it? it's a okay. reference to. I think that's what it is. Yeah, because it's got to be snowy. And, and the, the bartender is the ugly stepsister. Voiced like, by Larry King. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Is, uh, is Captain Hook voiced by anybody? Tom Waits. For the that's song. Or they just, right. play, they just play Tom Waits' music over him. And okay. I don't think Tom Waits came into the studio. Right. Right. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, so there's some fun stuff there. But um, basically, he's like, hey, I want to hire like the best assassin. And then he goes into the back room and we get, you know, obviously it's supposed to be set up for the fact that Puss in Boots is actually very tiny. Right. Uh, but, you know, it seems like this super intimidating, uh, you know, assassin dude. And then he shows up and he's tiny and he like attacks Shrek. And then uh, they kind of just like intimidate him into joining. Yeah, and I was a little confused. That, that setup confuses me and I feel like the dynamic is weird and they try and do like a thing where he is like fighting with Donkey the whole time and that's not like a super strong element it just kind of like they get some gags out of it i don't know i felt like he was kind of stuck in there just like for the heck of adding a new character to the main cast and, and ultimately i like him there's fun gags with him i like that he uh holds off all the knights running up by doing the the big eyes yeah and, and making and looking cute and then attacking them um yeah by showing him a, a, a dvd copy of big eyes i mean like you guys yes. want to watch this uh I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> Fascinating. I have never heard of the film or DVDs. Um, <laughs> what's what's that? I'm a Gen Z. No, I'm not Gen Z. That's that's inaccurate. Um, <laughs> I only watch things on my iPod Nano. Um, I only I'm watch not... things on my Game Boy Color. <laughs> keep confusing this even further. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So that kind of. I felt like that was the the one part, the one element of the movie that threw me off and was like, this is not as well designed, integrated into the, the plot sure. as everything else. Because uh, my best thing is the fact that the movie commits so hard to a story that is like, that makes the conflict genuinely interesting while also being something that is a dynamic that no kid is ever going to really like relate right. with because it is about... <laughs> meeting some like Shrek meeting his in-laws for the first time and right. realizing that they do not like him and he does not like them like <laughs> that that is a premise that you know as a kid you can watch that and think that that's I mean it all makes sense it's not like there's anything yeah, 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 any missing context you get why they don't like each other because he's an ogre but that's an entirely different layer as an adult and like yeah. in-law jokes and everything so I don't know that's just fascinating uh that they really go for that and I I think overall again 
we talked about the first movie has a lot of heart uh i think this one also that really shines through in the fact that everyone kind of reconciles in a way that is about again being true to themselves not trying to hide behind uh you know magic or or the fairy godmother or anything um obviously the king ends up you know coming back to his frog form and accepting that and the queen accepts him and um shrek you know he he agrees to be human and fiona says she doesn't want to do that but that still is very symbolic of him saying i'm i'm willing to accept the world that you came from and try to be a part of it right uh it's neat i like a lot of that i think that all really works from a character's perspective and, and from kind of growing uh this cast that we have uh burgeoning in these films yeah i, I really appreciate that the movie's about learning to be able to compromise yeah even that it, that ultimately leads to you getting what you want but you were able to compromise in the first yeah, place right, you were willing right. to do that and i, I particularly liked and I, I found it powerful um after the the dinner sequence when fiona's like do you realize how much i i actually did give up to be with you yeah and then she kind of just closes the door on him and i'm like oh that's actually very yeah. fighting okay the movie's got something <laughs> Yeah, there's a little bit of the like, not really. The, I will. I don't know. I, I was about to say it's a, the 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 for, not forced conflict, but the um, when Shrek overhears mm-hmm. the conversation in the first one and then just goes completely off the deep end. Yeah. But it's really more about his insecurities. They do that again in this movie where he reads her diary. And it's all about Fiona Charming, Princess Fiona Charming, and he's like, "Oh, so I guess you want to be with Prince Charming?" But he wasn't. He was going. She's had this certain dream her whole right. life, and I know I'm not that. Right. So, what should I do to become that? Um, which is which is a nice little echo. It's like poetry; it rhymes. Mm-hmm. They do also kind of do that with uh, swapping him out for Prince Charming yeah. by having the fairy godmother realize what he's done and then set everything up. Because then Fiona sees that donkey is now a horse and realizes that she is now human and is like, "Oh, this is the explanation. Here's Shrek. Yeah. Shrek, you, you know, you found him." Um, which I think ultimately works because it helps make the fairy godmother more conniving and uh, scheming and clever, I guess. I thought she was really, I mean, Jennifer Saunders is, yes. is terrific. Yes. But I really liked that. And I didn't, I like that they didn't do too much. Like they didn't have her say, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse or mm-hmm. something. They, they have the scene where she picks up the king and they drive around in her carriage and they go to the Burger King or whatever, yeah, yeah. which is cute because her Prince Charming gets a little crown and everything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But that's the closest you get to like actually a Godfather like yeah. style right. ripoff, and I like that they didn't. They were otherwise fairly restrained with her and let her be her own character. Right. Um, because I think she's quite good, and there's a lot of singing. She sings a lot in this. Yeah, and is good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I did want to jump on one of the other things that I really appreciated. This trampoline. <laughs> If there were a trampoline, I would genuinely. I, I would feel the need to jump on it. <laughs> Get on! I'll popcorn you! <laughs> so you were saying about Shrek 2, the film we're discussing, Alex. Sure! That's what we were talking about, that we were still on trampolines. Um, uh, one of the things that the movie fixed that I had a problem with the last time was, was the third act. Um, in particular... Mm. I, I noted that I kind of wish that some of the fairy tale creatures had played a part in the third act. I'm trying to stop the wedding. And in this one, they're just like, giant gingerbread man, we've mm-hmm. got all of our characters. Yeah. Let's go save the day. 
I did still think it was weird that we haven't firmly set up whether or not Shrek is actually friends with these these right. characters. Right. Um. I guess they're friends with Donkey. It seems, right. but. Right. The fact that they're so gung-ho of like, oh, Shrek, let's go rescue him. Yeah. It's like, he wanted you guys out of his home. Like, yeah. I don't know that you'd be super friendly or on terms with him. Or on good terms. Um, yeah. I, I did like the cops parody. Yeah. That, that was an interesting <laughs> one because it led to one of the jokes that I was like, are we sure? Which is where Donkey, as he's being arrested, starts yelling police brutality. Yeah. <laughs> now, this has been a problem since the existence of police officers but it is obviously in 2021 there's a particular a little more charged charge yeah yeah now that may have just been an ad lib that eddie murphy did in the studio and i'm not like throwing anything at the movie but i was like this feel it doesn't feel like commentary it just feels like uncomfortable i i will say uh i had the same thoughts and then the movie successfully deflected my my dumb movie watching brain by having the gag about them uh, the pepper grinding pepper on his face <laughs> because instead of pepper spray, that's, yeah, that's quite good. That is a great. Um, but yes, you are right. It was kind of I, I did also catch that. I was like, yeah, no, that that was a great joke. And similarly, they make a joke about the wolf being gender a gender confused yeah. wolf, and Pinocchio wearing ladies underwear is funny. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, I don't know about these. Yeah, again. I Alex, don't think you mean anything hateful. Alex and I watched this together, and Alex. Uh, oh, that sounds we, fun. We, we discussed multiple times how uh, <laughs> uncomfortable the Pinocchio stuff tends to be. Yeah, yeah. I also um, talking about uh, uh, the the Knights parody with the pepper spray. Yeah, this movie it doesn't matter, but it has a confusion about what technology they do and don't have <laughs> sure because there are cameras and movie cameras yeah and electricity but they also have a pepper grinder and they know who shirley bassey is because <laughs> there's a joke that i quite like where donkey's like we followed all the landmarks the knotted old tree the babbling brook the the bush that's shaped like shirley bassey <laughs> and there's just like a bush there that didn't seem to have any discernible shape to it um donkey in particular i noticed with him that's like they start to yeah. trend him in that direction, and he uh, he brings up Parcheesi. <laughs> right, right, right. And I think a lot of that's just like, oh, it's an ad lib, let it go. And again, it doesn't matter. But there were several points where I was like, how much? And Joan Rivers is Joan Rivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has a microphone. How much like technology do you have? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you're doing these clever, you know, re sort of uh, remixes, I guess, of technology. Yeah. But I don't know. It'd be one thing if this was the first movie sure. doing all this and it's like oh this is establishing the tone it's just kind of yeah, doing yeah. whatever but it yeah. just it feels a little inconsistent that's right. the issue and i think kind of replacing a lot of the more satirical or like anti-disney humor that i particularly found enjoyable about mm. the first one a lot of that just feels kind of sucked out and replaced with topical gags yeah and i found that uh, and maybe they didn't think that they had a good place to go with the anti-disney humor um, I don't want to say anti-Disney, but you know, obviously they're making fun of Disney tropes. That's, right, right. that's the gag. Um, but yeah, it just feels like they, they kind of just changed the humor style. Sure. Well, now they're going after Hollywood. Hollyweird. <laughs> I, I was going to say, had it too good I, for I too do kind of feel like you can draw a direct line between this and Bojack Horseman. Bojack Horseman. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just because of the like combination of fantastical weird elements 
And then also random celebrities who are just celebrities. <laughs> I If I were writing the Netflix blurb mm-hmm. for Shrek, it would say, Hollywood, the in-laws, best friends, nothing is off limits from his skewed perspective. And then it would say, quirky, irreverent, and cerebral. <laughs> does, does Netflix still... I, it hasn't happened to me in a while, so I don't know if they do this. Do they still, if you hover over a title... And it's something that they don't have a pre-made trailer for. They'll play like clips from the movie and then some sort of stock music. Is that still a thing that Netflix I don't? Does? Sometimes, mostly, they just show like a clip, right? If it's not, a, if it's not in the Netflix original, which they'll give you a trailer. Otherwise, it'll just be like a random scene from the middle of like <laughs> Dark Knight or something, right? Because that's what I was. Uh, that's what I would like to see is Shrek Two on Netflix. They've got that blurb that you just described, written, and then also. Uh, they're just inserting, you know, some some whimsical like, and it's just like random clips from yeah from Shrek too of of Charming's hair yeah and uh, whatnot Jamie Lannister etc. Mm-hmm. Now Shrek two would show up in the category marked uh, <laughs> movies related to Queen's Gambit right exactly <laughs> because you watched Queen's yeah. Gambit you must want to watch Sweet Tooth Shrek two. <laughs> And Quantum of Solace. <laughs> <laughs> and Happy Valley. What? <laughs> Marcella, but yeah. Huh? Yeah. Um, so take that, Ted. <laughs> Ted Sarandos. <laughs> you did it! Uh, Shrek 2. Oh, so, um, yeah. Alex, you were talking about the characters being inserted the the other fairy tale characters popping back up in the third act um that was something that really threw me off because i mentioned that shrek 3 i don't know if i know anything that actually happens in that movie um because i was still questioning whether or not the big finale with the giant gingerbread man happens in yeah this one or later because again it hadn't been set up at all up at that point so i definitely think that is a thing and it's very fun when they show up but yeah well, um, I like all the fairy tale creatures kind of get to use their own like thing. Like the wolf blows the mm-hmm. uh, the fairy godmother away, and there's probably some other stuff. Um, there's a <laughs> you guys like to laugh. There's a joke <laughs> where they run out of a Starbucks and cross the street to other Starbucks. So they're in Starbucks. They're they're Farbucks. Yeah, cute. They're actually <laughs> they're actually some of those store names. There's one called Saxon Fifth Avenue that I was like, all right, all right. What's the? There's one. There's a Versace. Yeah, and there's an Old Navy that I couldn't. Remember. Parody that I, I don't. And the Gap as well. Yeah there's, yeah, there's a handful of good ones. Alex, you shop exclusively at the Limited Two. Can you <laughs> explain? <laughs> and Wet Seal. So how? How best can I try and work my way out of this and also figure out is limited to like bedding is or it clothing <laughs> or a fast food establishment it, that I'm not aware is of? Is it real? <laughs> it is also Brit- They Brit- sell the limited two. It's a, it's a fine dining establishment. They have two <laughs> items, one of which is water. <laughs> and the other is a, shrimp. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. A single, a single shrimp. It's plated... Got a dab of wasabi. Oh, um, all right, limited. And and like a splash of barbecue sauce. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that is tangy. Tail on. Oh, Tail of on. course, of course. Obviously, you're gonna grab it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it cost seventy dollars. 
Yeah. What are you, bowling? Now. <laughs> and now for our sponsorship section, Limited 2. <laughs> limited 2. Here's Jojo Siwa, probably. Now that Alex has learned what Limited 2 is, let's talk about Limited 2. Um, Britton, I would like you to present... Maybe we can put a pin in this and come back later, but I think it would be fun to have a game in which you gave us three store names that are obscure, and us as being very uncultured people yeah. wouldn't know about, and yeah. one of them is made up, okay. and two of them are real. I would just like to present that. We could revisit that in a later episode. No, no, of if, if you've got it ready to go, then let's do it, but I just, I think that would be fun for the listeners. I think it'll be fun for me. <laughs> our, I agree. Our, our listeners are cultured and they'll know what you're talking about but yeah. we won't cool 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 no I'm, I'm totally down I'm totally down <laughs> 100% into this are you kidding me I love games <laughs> you know I'm just I'm always I'm always I'm always playing playing games um what did you guys think about uh in in check 2 when oh actually here's the genuine question what do we think about the soundtrack as compared to the first one? Because I actually quite like that Counting Crows Academy Award nominated mm-hmm. original song. Yeah, I like it too. That was pretty fun. Um, this movie has a Nick Cave song in it, People mm-hmm. Ain't No Good, <laughs> which makes that the second movie we've reviewed with a Nick Cave song, the other being the Snyder Cut. Right. So Shrek Snyder, there I said it, mm-hmm. put it up on the big board. I connected the str- the, my red string between <laughs> the two films. It's just interesting. The music in this one felt weirder to me than it was. I think it's just because out of nowhere you heard Nick Cave going, People ain't no good. Although, Hallelujah is weird in the first one, so what do I know? Sure. Uh, I, I think I liked it overall. It is quite a mix. Uh-huh. Um, and I can't think of any of the, of the like needle drops off the top of my head that threw me off. But there were a couple of times where I, I was thrown off by the suddenness of the tone change caused by a random song popping up that i did not expect um yeah i i do like pete yorn quite a bit but mm -hmm. the ever fallen in love i don't is that a cover or is that Mm -hmm. actually him is that an original by him i genuinely couldn't tell you oh i don't know i don't know Um, i think the only song written for the movie is the county crow Crow song yeah uh but i I thought that one was a little bit jarring yeah despite my 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 love of Pete Yorn's music. Um, yeah, that one was a little weird. I, I did like the, the I Need a Hero. Yeah. Uh, and that works because it's kind of diegetic and yeah. silly and fun. And, and then obviously you get the entire set piece of then Storm of the Castle. And they that. also weave in some of the Shrek theme yeah. into that. Um, Pretty fun. Yeah. It's a good sequence. It's mm-hmm. a very good sequence. And you actually care when the big gingerbread man is yeah. like, collapsing into the water. Yeah. And the tiny one slays diving. <laughs> it's all slow motion, dramatic. It's great. So, so that isn't our gingerbread man made giant. He's not no. a giant gingerbread man or something. No. He's a different creature. They went to Drury Lane, right? And, and they had, had a made. had a Frankenstein reference, which is pretty fun. That yeah. was that was yeah. Neat. I like Good that. Joke. Yeah. Um, I uh, basically there's. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to a YouTube creator named Sideways. I think. Um, oh yeah who has talked about stuff like that in movies where you have soundtracks like this um and the basic gist of their argument is that when you do something like that you run the risk of people knowing the song from other places in very specific context and Mm -hmm. so everyone's going to have a different opinion as if it's a if it's not a new song everybody's going to have a different opinion um 
on what maybe it is a song they're hearing for the first time in the movie, but maybe it's a song that they associate with some very silly thing in their past, or um, maybe it's a song that like to them is very serious and the movie is doing it, using it for a silly reason. So uh, there's something to be said about being careful about using such an eclectic <laughs> group because sure. I don't know that there was anything that really bothered me in this. And I think we talked about this a little bit with the last one that, that there's also that soundtrack is so associated with Shrek at this point yeah. that it's hard not to already have that in mind and, and therefore kind of overwrite any previous memories or connections <laughs> you might have with it. Um, but I think it is messier than something like uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy films, which have a very yeah. specific time period and kind of collection and, um, you know, just general... Uh, it's a very strict... Like, they're trying to make a playlist and not just a yeah a set of songs that'll be fun to play over a particular right scene. right they're, they're trying those they're trying to sell an album well sure but those soundtracks i'm saying are i mean james gunn you can tell really they're more curated once yeah. curated that's, that's yeah, what i'm yeah, for yeah. there he really wants that to be a set of songs that has the same feel and, and puts you back to a, per, a particular time yeah um so yeah i think i think there's something to be said for th this one going a little too far with a soundtrack and going a little overboard with being like, eh, we'll pull on this one. What did you guys think about the musical numbers? Because they're like the ones within the world. Like the Fair Ghana does a few. I actually kind of like the Live in La Vida Loca. Mm -hmm. Oh, I found it yeah. very delightful. I like when Antonio Banderas sings. He's a pretty good singer. Yeah. It is fun. But also uh, another thing that my childhood memories of Shrek twisted over the years is I was thinking that was playing during the invasion oh, of okay. the... Uh, castle because those two songs play within the movie and are so close together um they're all they are in the exact same location right yeah uh so that's another interesting thing about the soundtrack true to me yeah i have the game okay uh so th these are staplers <laughs> oh Alec. Um, is that what is that that's what they said <laughs> staples is the name of the store yeah but they have other stuff yeah. Is that what what is your guess? What is Staplers anticipating the question would be? <laughs> I'm going multivariate here. It could be anything. <laughs> sure. Um, well the three okay, so again, here are the rules. I am giving you three store titles, two of which are real, one of which I have concocted in just the madness of my brain. Mm -hmm. Or the internet or whatever. Mm -hmm. These are the three. Thoracic Park, Wet Seal. Hat Martyr, Thoracic Park, Wet Seal, Hat Martyr. This is honestly much harder than I thought mm -hmm. it was going to be when you said it. No, man. No, no. I think Wet Seal is real. You think Wet Seal is real? I think it's like a lotion or something. A lo wait, but they're all stores, right? They're all stores. <laughs> but they sell only lotion. <laughs> okay, a lotion store. Lotion. Uh, you know... Uh, actually, bonus points if you guess what the real ones actually are. A, maybe like a... Beauty and hygiene products. Yes, that's a good... Is category. my official answer for Wet Seal. Wet Seal is real. It is a clothing store. Okay, well... Largely that's... aimed at tween girls, naturally. Mm. Imagine lots of bejeweled things that say, like, daddy and stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's great. I'd rather not. I um, know. Uh, so Thanks for got, pulling that into this uh, family-friendly podcast. That's we've true. We've got Hat Martyr and Thoracic Park. Yeah. 
I'm gonna. I think Jurassic Park's the fake one. See, I was gonna say I think Hat Martyrs. <laughs> it's like we're an odd couple. Uh, uh, let's let's commit to that and see which one of us is is correct on that. Okay, so the the genuinely real business you can go to somewhere is Thoracic Park. It is a chiropractic. Oh it's my a chiropractic goodness. practice. Hat Martyr. It's a okay. made up place. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> But I guess you have to go, you have to betray, you have to like die, I guess, to get you have there. To, you have to give a hat to take a hat. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I thought it might have been some like niche, like you can get like a super special customized hat or something. That, sure, sure, sure. That does, but at what cost, Alex? What cost? That does sound like a mall. Yeah. Uh, kind of edgy sure, store. Sure, sure. Uh, that's, that's but, but it's not like, it doesn't have like a full like interior area. It's like one of those vendors that's like in the middle sure. of the hall. Sure, Yeah. And they, yeah, all their hey, hats. You guys wanna, hey, you guys want a hat? <laughs> but all, their, hat? all hat? their hats say stuff that excuse, like... Excuse me, parents... sir? What's your business called? Uh, hat murder. <laughs> we, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say all the all the hats say things that parents are like covering their kids' eyes. Right. By. But they like, also, there's one guy who writes the weird. entire Declaration of Independence on one hat. Right, right. And it, it circles around, yeah. <laughs> um, weirdly inappropriate hats is right. what I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> stuff that's like, why would, you, why would you show that on your head? Um, yeah. That's fascinating. I don't think I would have gotten to... Thoracic Park being a, a I would have assumed it was a gym. Sure, or just like, like Thor, you know. I don't know. So, some sort of I guess I'm thinking of Fossil. That's a brand, sure. I believe, of maybe jewelry and such or, yeah. or something or maybe they do clothes. I don't know. Now for our next uh sponsorship break, uh <laughs> Thoracic, Thoracic Park. Thoracic Park. Hat Martyr. <laughs> Wet Seal. Hat Martyr. Well, Britain Thank you for bringing this over. That, that was a good so a Anytime good you guys did a great job, and thanks for playing. We'll see you next time <laughs> here at You Store It. That's a real business. Wet seal. Hat martyr, not your grandpappy's hats. Because <laughs> he died so that you could have it. <laughs> In order to shop at Hat Martyr, you have to know somebody who has yeah. previously shopped at Hat Martyr and passed away. So this is, business model. yeah, I'm looking up wet seal merchandise here, but it's, it's, it's this, it's this sort of like baby doll tank with a lot of sequins on. Is that a baby doll tank? I don't know. I think we need Alex, to get back, a baby doll tea. I think we need to get back to the matter at hand, which was staplers. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good point. So Shrek 2. Yeah. How did we feel about the additions to the voice cast? Oh, that's a baby doll take. <laughs> um, I felt like everyone did a really good job. You can tell everyone's committing. I, I think Antonio Banderas does a great job. Julie Andrews is really good in this as the queen. Mm-hmm. John Cleese always. Jennifer Saunders, I mentioned, might actually be the like standout, like the sleeper mm-hmm. standout. Because Antonio Banderas is one you think of, but I think Saunders might actually be the standout. Rupert Everett is perfect. He's a lot of fun. He doesn't actually do that much. I didn't. I realized compared to what I thought. But that's kind of the point. No, that's the yeah, gag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I, I yeah. love the bit where he's um when he finds out that the uh the potion factory's been broken into and he's, mm. he's talking with his mom and he's like ah, tell me where they are and I will find them and slay them and they will rue the day that they took my kingdom from me and it's like this it's almost like an action poster mm-hmm. yeah. the way he's got its sword framed like perfectly uh-huh. right in front of him and she's like oh no, there's no need for that right now <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. 
the gimmick of him being the knight who has gone to find Fiona after Shrek's already saved Fiona. Which is... apparently took years. I have no idea how big this world is. Sure. sure. It's far, far away. Yeah. You know? Which, but it's not far, far quad away. But, but also, right. now far quads is a gem. <laughs> <laughs> Which also sells staplers. Also sells staplers. <laughs> It's a gym that has a partnership with Hat Martyr. Yeah. Uh, in the front. <laughs> yeah, that was a good workout. You really toned your 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 delts. Because do you want a hat? The, Look, and I'm this a, is where Hat Martyr. You can't tone your scalp. Look, everyone, everyone out there on the internets right now, keep an eye out. Check every single day. I want you to Google Hat Martyr, and the second that business starts up, you let us know. <laughs> we will find them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hat Martyr. It's, they will rue the day they took this business idea away from it's us. It's really struggling to take hold in malls, and so they have expanded into gyms. Um, and <laughs> that's your next step. And then they've they've started, you know, branching out in the merchandise, which is probably a bad business idea because they, you know they're really diluting their brand. Yeah. So they've got you know this I don't know gym bag or something. Sure. But it says Hat Martyr on it, and people are like, "Well, why? That's not a hat." Yeah, it's, it's kind of like how. In you, fact, that's a choking hazard if you put that, on, or like a suffocation hazard. Sure, so you probably shouldn't be. It's like when I didn't realize that pink was a brand of clothing, and I just thought people were mislabeling their clothing. I was like, "That is blue." <laughs> what are we talking about? Am I colorblind? What's happening? Um, yeah. It's also notable that far, far away takes them quite a long time to get to. Until they need to get there for the finale from Shrek Swamp, in which they get there in the same night. Mm -hmm. It's convenient. Which, again, I'm fine with. I don't care. I know what movie I'm watching. But. It's fine. What movie is that? Because I don't... I've forgotten. It's uh, uh, The Game. Sorry, Michael Douglas. By David Fincher. Where Michael Douglas is running, I gotta... You gotta solve this game. <laughs> I just don't no. understand it. No, Britain. Uh, yes, I it's me, Michael Douglas. But is the game starring Michael Michael Douglas made by David Fincher? Is that a real that movie? That is a real movie. <laughs> okay. That is a real movie. Now, this is the other game we're going to no, play. See, that game, I, I feel like, is too difficult. Yeah. And I would not no. want to play it. No. Because you know too many movies. <laughs> um, I can actually vouch for this. I've seen the game. Okay. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. It's I'm, like, I'm sure it was about as good as Mank. <laughs> The gank. <laughs> I hope that I really hope that's not bad that I said that. I don't know, but it could be a pejorative. You're not wrong. That does sound. The um, speaking of which, hat martyr. Hat martyr. Who who puts Michael Douglas through that ter terrible game in that movie? Uh, David Fincher. No, but like who's director of Mank. The character who plays the guy who's like, hey, Mikey, do you want to play a game? I don't let me look it up. Okay. I don't, is it, I, is it I, Saul? I think it is Saul. <laughs> don't is it, play a game. It's, it's not Tobin Bell. It is the character of Jigsaw. character yeah. of Jigsaw, my very best friend. <laughs> yeah, let me look that up real quick. I'm actually curious. Anyways, continue talking about Shrek 2. Yeah. I mean, no guarantees. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I guess, when Tyler would tell us, like, three, like, comic book characters or, like, arcs mm. or something. I'm trying to think of what you know that's... Or, I got, honestly, you could do, like... Three different computer terms, and I wouldn't know what the heck you're talking about. Ooh, computer acronyms would be Yeah, good. I'd have to think about one. that. Is it Sean Penn? Probably is Sean Penn. Okay, because he's in the movie. I don't remember him yeah, being in the movie, that. but... Yeah. 
So you didn't have you didn't have like a bit to go with it. I figured no, that was going I, somewhere. Sean Penn is not funny because he's like right. But I'm saying like <laughs> I thought the original question had a. I thought that was guiding us somewhere. No, oh, you guys, you know me. I'm always, I'm just. <laughs> We're just talking about the game. Yeah. <laughs> just talking. You back. know us, the the Fincher podcast. <laughs> Fincher pinchers. Mm, no. <laughs> Penny finchers. Maybe. <laughs> Making me. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> It's called Make a Minute, and we, 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 it's like the Star Wars Minute, but it's about Mank. Oh, great. A movie that's like five hours long. Eh, two and a half. It feels like five. Have you watched it yet? No. Okay. <laughs> Am I the only one here who's seen Mank? Yes. yes. <laughs> that's accurate. I saw RKO, uh, right, I can't remember right. the number, 281? It was something. I'm the, Manx, I'm the Manx bird here. You're the Mank now, dog? <laughs> Mank <laughs> 3, The Swamp Years. <laughs> Yeah, can we make a cinematic universe with Mank? <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably called History, Alex. Oh. oh, you mean Hollywood? Oh my god. Apparently there's a lot... I'd forgotten about this, but there's a scene in that movie where Gary Oldman as Mank says, I'm 35 years old. She's <laughs> like, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> but can we get Joan Rivers in there? Yeah, I had to, Listen, there's a difficulty believing that Scott Johansson and Florence Pugh are closer in age than they might actually be, but sure. I'll still do it. Sure. I can still... I will still go there movie black widow uh you can buy uh using your special premium account on disney plus and it is also currently uh showing in theaters that's right buy alex, your tickets now alex really promoting the heck out of black widow over here i know it's, it's very good with vodka ah uh, <laughs> you sound like all those guys who went to high school little right? little, little, <laughs> little oh excuse me it is very good with vodka <laughs> fact um ike ike perlmutter who is famous for saying that black widow would never sell merchandise because yeah. girls don't buy merchandise and was generally who also said vodka was very good who also said vodka was very good probably <laughs> i mean you know generally it was probably a good idea to get him out of the uh, upper management at disney he actually because of the way they structured the merch contracts um made sure that when black widow merch eventually came out the only sponsor who is officially licensed would be hat martyr <laughs> it's just a lot of Black Widow hats. That's a, a ve- that's a very Ike thing to do. It's <laughs> a very Ike thing to do. I would agree. I would. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, you can also get his book like Ike at bookstores now. <laughs> and it was on <laughs> the film adaptation, of course, starring Lil Bow Wow. Uh, Ray Winstone did the audio book in a very off kilter accent. Weird, I couldn't yeah. make heads or tails of what he was doing. Well, I just didn't want women to do anything. <laughs> Black Widow! Why is, why is Ike Perlmutter Jason Statham? Because he's Ray Winstone. I really hope the person who's listening to this has seen movies. <laughs> well, they probably tuned in thinking, hey, Shrek 2. My, my, my friend of the podcast, and so far the only letter writer in the podcast, Catherine, has said of me, yeah, there's been times when Britain will talk about an actor... And I'll look them up and go, oh, okay, I'm not supposed to know who that is. <laughs> All right, I'm good. I don't need to worry about this one. Um, I do want to shout out a friend of the podcast, Alyssa, who did send some good Shrek memes in. She really um, did. Actually, before the previous episode had been out, which right. is uh, good, and we're not going to question no. that. No. No, she is, she is always, she's 
Always got a Shrek meme at the hip. Yeah, uh, we yeah. will also be internally regrouping with the team to discuss uh, leaking uh, <laughs> findings and information about the podcast before it actually premieres. We do think we have a mole. Um, <laughs> right. Um, we'll talk to the and main... also a spy. He, he's got this. He's got this weird off kilter uh, Russian accent, but he sounds like Ray Winstone. <laughs> but also a literal baby, a literal mole, who who lives in my house. So at what point are we starting at murder? Like, what's the at what point? What's the over under on that? Well, oh geez, I've never started a business before, but I guess everyone's doing it now, right? It's a gig economy. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe, hey, is Hat Martyr a store or is it an experience? Maybe it's like an ARG. <laughs> you know, like it's an app. It's it's everything. It's an app. It's a store. It's a lifestyle brand. It's a lotion. It's a seaweed wrap. It's a video mm-hmm. game. It's a video game. It's a board game. It's, it's a Counting Crows album. It's a Counting Crows album. It has everything. It's got Jewish Dracula. It's 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 the, it's what you wake up in. It's what you go to sleep in. It's the Mitchells versus the Machines, but the Machines and this one is Hat Martyr. Uh, what are our concluding thoughts on Shrek 2? Because I think we're about done talking about it. I don't know, like B+. Plus. Yeah, actually, B+, is exactly where I'm going. I, I agree. Yeah. B+. Because yeah. I, like, I enjoyed it more than the first one. I don't know if it's better, but I enjoyed I do it feel, I do feel like we have not discussed it, like, at all. I, uh, it's a good movie. It's no, a solid yeah, We're all back together in the same room talking about Hat Martyr and Ike Perlmutter. And Mank. And, and Mank. <laughs> Look, we're hitting all the most topical things you could hit. Yeah. Welcome to 2021. <laughs> I, um, no, I, 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 genuinely what I think about Shrek 2 is that I, I feel like it and the first one might probably balance out for me. I do mm-hmm. think the, the first one is maybe, I don't want to say tighter. No, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. But, but Shrek 2 goes down smooth. Even when I, it was a calm, okay. I probably laughed out loud about the amount of times I did during Teen Titans Go, but I appreciated more of the jokes in Shrek 2. Uh, there are more jokes that I went, pretty good or oh that was cute i see what you're doing and also i think at the time some of the topical stuff just wasn't overdone yet sure. but now we have the internet and everything's been memed 40 times before it's gone a weekend and, in the theaters. and we really have the full effect of the first shrek movie right and, and so i think that for this one to be so topical is like it's annoying but like it didn't do it as badly as, as that opening montage suggests it would right yeah. there are more like puns on the real world yeah. but which I'm okay with, ultimately. And, and I think it does ultimately work from a character perspective. And I know people will list it among like sequels that are better than the original or something. I don't know how I, I feel about that argument. regard. Yeah, I, I, I could... I could if, if, I knew, if I met someone who was like, oh, I like Shrek 2 more than Shrek 1, I yeah. would say, well, of course, yeah, naturally. Now, can I please have the hat I'm martyring myself for? <laughs> I, have betrayed my, I have been betrayed by my friends. And I would like at least a hat. <laughs> That's all you get out of it. The Hat Martyr was only able to get the Shrek 3 sponsorship. Oh. So all the all the merchandise, you know, it'll have Shrek on the front. And it looks great. Like, it's a great hat. Printed well. High quality. Great Shrek. Um, but all, you know, quality materials. Not, not uh, you know, shipped from overseas factories where they might underpay workers or, or even, you know, have worse uh, conditions. Like, it's, it's, you know, yeah. Hat Martyr is really about being an ethical company. Being built, you know, only on methods that are going to allow... Yeah their employees to to really succeed and like you know that it's it's a great company to work for it really is however yeah. all their shrek merchandise does have a little shrek the third um in the brim so that's kind of the balance that you have to you know you it's, it's hard to, it's hard to weigh which is better to go to hat martyr or the competitor 
through. I, yeah. You know. Now when now when you go into uh, HMHQ, you know the, you know how like in movies that Alex Garland makes probably probably not actually maybe like Sam Esmail or uh, or Westworld they have like the the commercial the fake commercial that they play that's like here is what Tylex can do for you and it's just what's the hat martyr commercial i'm seeing a bunch of like really happy white people or at least like you know there is some whiteness in them <laughs> and they're like what does that mean i genuinely don't want to say anything else about it <laughs> Because our lawyer Brian is looking at me like shaking his head <laughs> insistently, um, and, but I'm thinking it's a lot. And there's like waterfalls, like you know when you go to uh, Target and they show you all how great all the TVs are by showing you waterfalls on them. Mm, yeah, yeah, you're like I absolutely want to watch the game on this TV if this is how good a waterfall looks on it. And you go, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I. I will, hey, I won't go chasing waterfalls, but I will chase that resolution. Mm -hmm. Look, you just pulled like from my brain like every trip I've had the best buy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, stunning 8K resolution meditation apps. <laughs> Sold exclusively at that part. <laughs> In honor of the revolution, it's half off at the Gap. Now, I I'm thinking it's that, and there's all these happy families, and they're looking around, but something's missing. And it's on their heads. Their heads, they look so bare, and they're always a little sad. You can see a little too much of their eyebrows. Maybe maybe dad or grandpa keeps touching the bald spot mm -hmm. that he's like, oh, it's right there. Oh, Sophia, it's still there. Sophia, why? <laughs> it feels so tender and naked. I feel as though I've shaved my pate before God, but what God would allow this? I wonder, Sophia. <laughs> Sophia, look at me. I'm asking you to see me as a man, Sophia, not as a wilting tree losing all my leaves. <laughs> a bird without its feathers, Sophia. I need you to see me as the man you loved and married all those years ago in Venice. Remember, Sophia, do you remember the canals? The way we laughed, the way we laughed. Sophia, I'm asking you to remember, live with me and laugh with me now, Sophia. And it looks beautiful. And then Sophia says, Harold, it's fine. Harold, wait, Harold, there's a place. There's a place for us. A place for you. It's called, and then just like hat martyr, like crystallizes. Mm -hmm. And then they go into Hat Martin. He's got like the cool, cool butt Shrek hat. <laughs> cool donkey. Cool donkey <laughs> Shrek. There it is. His cool donkey Shrek hat. And Sophia's like, it's still there. <laughs> but it's still there, Harold. But it does say Shrek the Throne. <laughs> She's like, just look that way the whole time. <laughs> See, my proposal for the Hat Martin. Hat martyr commercial was going to be that they forget to actually put any hats. It's all, it's again, it's all back to the gym merch. It's all back to yeah. you know shirts, right? Uh, flip flops, pool noodles, <laughs> sweatpants, <laughs> ramen noodles. Sunday, Sunday, come on down to Hat Martin. Get your lid covered. Cover it up before God. God. What are you? What are you, a man or a man? I'm 35 years old. Hat Martyr. Alex, what's your pitch? I have two additions to this. This is all good. I, I would like to, to, to jump on the bandwagon here. 
Number one, I need some Hat Martyr poster board somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. That is my sure. one product request. Number two, Lee Pace has to do the narration. There we go. <laughs> Picture hats. <laughs> oh, wait, don't. <laughs> Or I, I guess really it would be like it would open in like a war-torn country as like children are fleeing mm -hmm. and they just manage to get over the border and, and the family adopts them and like raises them to love themselves and in their culture and they finally get to come back and they see their grandfather who they were separated from and he hugs them and it's beautiful and there's a song at the end that just says, Hat Martyr. Sure. It's one of those, you know, Google, YouTube type ads yeah. that that is all about bringing the world together nebulously. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> the end is just wait. That's the product you were advertising. We're all adjusting to a new normal, mm -hmm. and it's a guy doing like the thing with toilet paper rolls, but he's in toilet paper is like the ropes in a gym. Hat martyr, stay together apart. What? Like a hair part? Hat martyr. No. Get it. We've brought up some good ideas to the table. Who directs the commercial? Because my first thought would be co-production between Michael Bay and Zack Snyder. Oh, boy. Por que no los dos. <laughs> Go take me to the Zack Bay. Sitting on the dock of the Zack Bay. Are you kidding me? Oh, beans. All that sweat going so slow. Um... <laughs> or 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 John Lee Hancock. Okay. Just like a journeyman director. Yeah. Guys got some D Doug Lyman, you know, um, guys got some time. <laughs> yeah. Todd uh, Phillips. Ron Howard? Uh, uh Marty. Yeah. Um I think at some point I'm gonna have to cut into this episode and just like apologize to the listeners, and and kind of ease it out from there. Do you? I, mean, I feel like this is all gold, per personally. We are printing lots of money for Hat Martyr. Um, <laughs> I, I, do we have any recommendations to try to get back into the structure of this podcast that we normally use? Um, I'm trying to think of what I have consumed. Alex, do you have anything that you've consumed in the past few days? Yeah, I watched the Sunset Limited in a complete change of pace yeah. from uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, I, I believe it's based on a play written by Cormac McCarthy, oh, directed yes, by okay. Tommy Lee Jones, and it's him and Samuel L. Jackson in an apartment uh, talking about philosophy and God and the meaning of life and such. And it is very uh, depressing and great, uh, very simple, and I loved it. So there you go. And it's like 90 minutes. So uh, Cormac McCarthy, uh, if you're familiar with some of his other works that have been adapted, like No Country for Old Men and uh, The Road, uh, you should definitely know what you're getting into. Sure. <laughs> Subject matter-wise. So. Sure. That is mine. Uh, one last thing. I do think the first and second Trek movies work very well as companion pieces. Um, I think <laughs> they both complement each other fairly well, uh, despite uh, each one having its own set of flaws. So, I really liked Trek 2. I think the first one's probably better, or at least it fits my taste better. So, uh, back to Hat Martyr or recommendations or wherever was, we are. I was this going... wacky trip we call friendship. I was, <laughs> I was going to give a recommendation that I think 
is will hopefully bland up this podcast a little bit. Um, but I do, I did really enjoy it, and I feel like I should say it. I um, am also in tears from laughing. I would like to say uh, that. <laughs> I, uh, my, my recommendation this week is actually a Loki, um, mm, yeah. which I think is probably the strong to me and I probably need some time to think about it. And it also will depend a little bit on where the things in the rest of the MCU pick up on this from here. To me, it's the strongest, uh, entry in the MCU since Endgame. I feel like, wow. um, which is not, I mean, there's, hasn't been like that sure, much, but, but like of the three Disney plus shows and yeah. I would also throw far from home and, Black Widow in there, both of which are movies I enjoyed, and we'll talk about one of them at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Loki is genuinely very neat and has a lot of cool stuff going on, and I don't want to talk too much about it. If I mean, I would assume most people who are like huge mega MCU fans and would worry about the spoilers uh, would have already seen it. Um, neither of these hooligans have seen it yet, uh, but it's like... Still logged out of my Disney Plus account. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think it's about as long as the Snyder cut. So, you know, not, not too difficult to, to knock out. Um, and I think it, it sticks. It also has Nick Cave music scattered. <laughs> out. It, it sticks the landing pretty well. I will say, uh, if it will hit better, if you are a big comic book fan, which is also probably part of why I've, I've re- it's really, you know, tickled my fancy. Um, I've, I, I quite enjoyed it and I don't know if I recommended, I might've recommended WandaVision at some point i'm sure we talked about it i know we at least talked about it but but loki is definitely like the strongest of any of those entries where it's like okay i really like this and i think it also does some really cool stuff that it seems like will impact the the mcu going forward so i thought it was really neat i like it a lot i think if you have been on the fence about the disney plus stuff or haven't really been you know keeping up with them uh, that's a good one to jump back into and and knock out because uh it's pretty cool And, and i think i guess the way i would sell it is that overall it is more in line with your guardians of the mm. galaxies and your your thor ragnaroks and such not not quite that scale and obviously not quite the budget but um in terms of being very cosmic and big and fun um it's pretty neat i do i do plan to watch it um i haven't like watched it like completed something um since we last recorded but i have picked up a couple of shows i've been watching i finally got on queen's gambit uh which i'm there's not really a ha- I'm almost halfway through it, uh, but I'm liking it so far. Anya Taylor Joy's great. Thomas Sangster's great. Um, and I've actually been watching Pen Fifteen, the Hulu show, which is up for like comedy series uh, this year at the Emmys, hmm. and it's really growing on me so far. I've watched three episodes so far, and it's in, in case you don't know, uh, Anna Conkle and Maya Erskine, 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 Maya, are two women who are around my age, like they're in their early thirties, I think who are playing themselves as 13-year-olds. But I did not know this. Ever, all the other kids in the show are played by actual like mm. middle schoolers, which leads to a lot of great physical humor and just a lot of great jokes of like these girls sitting down and like a 13-year-old boy will sit down next to them and they'll start like giggling and sh- sh- you know shrugging around and everything. And the first episode I was a little tepid on because it was a lot of like, haha, it's funny when adults act like immature tweens and say a bunch of gross stuff because that's what tweens do. Which was a little overplayed for me. But the second and third episodes, like, I think it just keeps getting stronger. Um, mm. It can get... Because they have adults playing these characters, they can be a little more overt with, like, the budding sexuality element. Nothing inappropriate happens with any of the actual middle schoolers because they're not... <laughs> monsters aren't making the show. Mm-hmm. 
but like just in terms of those girls so like that can just heads up for every anybody for whom that might be a sensitive thing but otherwise it, there's obviously a lot of swearing and stuff but it's very funny it's sweeter than i expected and both anna conkle and my Erskine are really really good and uh it's 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 winning me over uh slowly but but surely like it's one that you know it's just half hour comedy but whenever I've, I've finished an episode usually after i watch an episode of a show in a day i'm like cool i'll probably watch another one tomorrow i've got stuff to do but this one i'm like i may do i may i might like I, I kind of the way you do with a tv show you really like you look for time in the day to, sl to slot it in to watch it and that's kind of how i've been with this uh i might completely change my mind in the next episode also they have like some super weird stuff that happens but i think that's kind of fun um so yeah, the, the qualified recommendations because I'm not done with either of them yet, but I've been enjoying The Queen's Gambit and Pen15. Um, <clears throat> and also the Broadway cast recording of Nine starring Antonio Banderas is really good because he sings in that and he's great. Should have been in the movie. <sighs> Podcasts. But next week we're going to be back to uh, back to our regular distance, aren't we guys? Yeah. Yeah, but maybe... I imagine we're going to have a lot to say about Shrek 3, so that'll probably benefit us. <laughs> do you guys... Do, do you guys want to be Shrek for Halloween? All three of us as, <laughs> as one Shrek. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would also take three Shreks. Oh. Three Shreks in a pizza place. Two Shreks, one Shrek in a pizza place. I was going to say, all of us, we have the exact same costume, but we're like... Oh, it's it's Shrek from each of the movies. Oh, can you can you figure out which one is <laughs> which? The difference. He's like, you all look the same. Well, somebody could be human Shrek. Yeah, that's true. Somebody could be better animated Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have slightly more detail in the makeup. <laughs> the three Shreks of Melchiades Estrada. I'm trying to think of all the threes. Three Shreks of the Condor. The three Shreks trilogy. <laughs> red, red Shrek, red Blue Shrek, Shrek, and White Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm not going to Google White Shrek. Somehow that feels a bad idea. I mean, any Shrek Googling is ill-advised, I would say. That's true. That's true. It hasn't stopped me before. And it shouldn't stop you because we would love to get more Shrek memes. That's true. Uh, it, you will uh, be credited the, if we end up sharing them, so you'll it's interaction. The 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 Shrek meme um, fundraiser is yeah. continuing to go on through the entirety of the Shrek franchise. As That's we do true. Hat Martyr needs you to continue doing the work that it does for all of us in these times and others other so times. They can prove to their executives that they are worthy of the of shelling out the money for the Shrek Two merch. Yeah. And their constituency, that they're worth it too, like L'Oreal kids. Um, I like I like this marketing campaign. I'm like we we're stuck, but we're saddled with Shrek Three merch, and we're yes. trying to work backwards. <laughs> Correct. Admittedly, what was Un unfortunately the Shrek Four merch was immediately eaten up by Nike, and that's no, that's no go. <laughs> there was Shrek no, Two. There was a whole legal dispute. we had designs. It said Shrek Four, but the movie's called Shrek Forever. After yeah. Yeah. DreamWorks, they stepped on us. They were like, they were threatening legal action. We're sorry to have to do that. It was but a whole thing. The the thing is that. But don't worry, 
Shrek the Third. It's that is correct. I yes. can promise you. That. And the thing is that Shrek Two, the merch rights for that is owned by Spencer's. <laughs> <laughs> so Hat Martyr, you know that actually makes here, a lot of sense. Here, here at Hat Martyr, <laughs> here, here at Hat Martyr, you know we feel like we are able to you know get that next step and actually be able to like overtake Spencer's in the in the overall market value and market share. So that. Uh, then at that point can make the justification to say, hey, we're gonna you know buy these rights off of you. So that that's that's where that's where Hatmonter's at. What a fever dream of a podcast. I've been Alex. I've been Britain. I've been Tyler, and uh, thanks for thanks for joining the Hatmonter uh, financial disclosure for quarter two of twenty twenty one. We'll yeah. see you all for the class action lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> And just remember, guys, the only thing scarier than a fire-breathing dragon's the in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>